the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Back, back in Matthew, the 8th chapter, because notice what it says. Notice again, dear ones, it says, let's look deeper at this text, because we're told that in verse 15, or verse 14, it says, and when Jesus was come to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. So we're told that Mama Pete had a fever. That is what incapacitated her. She had a fever. But dear ones, what we need to see is that a fever is not necessarily a diagnosis. A fever is not a diagnosis. A fever is a symptom of something else. A fever is not a diagnosis. A fever is a symptom of something else that's going on. If a person has the flu, If a person has the flu, we're entering into the flu season. When a person has the flu, the symptoms of the flu are fever and aches and pains and cough and congestion and and, and all these different things. Those are symptoms that are indicators that this person very possibly has the flu as the underlying cause of their problem. And so this symptom is indicative that there's something else going on. And dear ones, I would like to submit to all of you that there are a lot of people today that can be classified and identified as being spiritually feverish. They have a spiritual fever. They have a spiritual fever and the things that they are saying, the things that they are doing and the things that how they are acting and how they are responding to things. Sometimes it's not just how they act, but it's really indicated by how they respond to things. Those things are all indicative of the fact that there is something else wrong with them that is deeper and more serious than what you are seeing on the surface. How they respond 
how they act, what they say, what they do, are all indicators that there is a spiritual fever there. But there's a deeper problem. And the deeper problem needs to be addressed. Because you can address the spiritual fever, but you're just dealing with the symptoms and you're not dealing with the cause. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, Your inability to control your impulses is indicative of the fact that you have a fever. Your inability to control your temper is suggestive of the fact that you have a fever. Your desire for things that you know are destructive. Your desire for things that you know ain't good for you is indicative of the fact you got a fever. Your desire for things that you know are defiling. You, your desire for things that you know, not think, know, are defiling is indicative that you got a fever. Your inability to stop your lying, your inability to stop your cussing, your inability to stop your gossiping are all indicative of the fact you are feverish right now. to take my temperature I got a fever your desire to run other people down your desire to always have to look better than others or always be on top so that nobody is above you those are all indicative of the fact you got a fever there's something wrong and what's wrong is deeper than the surface things we're looking at these are all indicative of the fact that you have a fever you are feverish we have a lot of people today that are feverish. And they, and they want prayer for the symptom of the fever. But they don't want to really deal with the cause of the fever. Pastor, pray for me that I'll stop doing this. Pray for me that I'll stop doing that. Pray for me that I'll stop desiring this. Pray for me that I'll turn from that. Brother, sister, that's just a fever. That's just indicative of the fact that there's a deeper problem that needs to be addressed. And so rather than asking me to pray for the fruit, let's begin to deal with the root. Rather than asking me to help you deal with your fruit picking, let's begin to deal with root uprooting. Getting down to the root of these things. Getting down to the cause of these things. Getting down to the things that will help eradicate your feverish condition. Lord have mercy. But notice the text. Let's get back to the text. Because the text says, verse 15, it says, And he touched her hand. Jesus touched her hand. And the fever left her. He touched her hand. He just, he, so so he, he, goes, he comes there. And he touches her hand. And the fever left her. Now, now, in order to get a better picture of what is happening here, you need to look at all three gospel accounts. Because Matthew talks about this, but then Mark also talks about it. But then Luke talks about it also. And they give us all an, an account of this situation, but they all point out things that were significant to them. And so Matthew says that Jesus touched her and the fever left her but then mark says that jesus took her by the hand and lifted her up but then luke says jesus stood over her and he rebuked the fever and he left her 
And so, dear ones, I would like to submit to you that Jesus actually did all these things. And what you have here, as I said, is each gospel writer is highlighting and pointing out the things that the Lord did that stood out and spoke to them. And so a more complete picture of what we see the Lord doing here, it could be summarized like, like this. Jesus comes to Mama Pete's house and he sees Mama Pete in that condition. And he goes to where Mama Pete is and he stands over her. She's on the, she's on the bed there and Jesus just stands. He just stands beside her, stands over her, looking at her. And then Jesus reached out his hand and took her by the hand, touched her in order to connect with her, in order to let her know, Mama Pete, I'm here. Mama Pete, you're not by yourself anymore. Mama Pete, I'm here to bring healing to you. Mama Pete, I'm here. You can trust me. Mama Pete, just relax, rely upon me and rest in my care. Lord have mercy. And then, and then the, after he touched her, he said, he rebukes the fever. He commands the fever. Leave her alone. Loose her. But, but in order to deal with the fever, Jesus had to deal with the underlying cause of the fever. So he not only deals with the symptom, but he deals with the root all at the same time. Amen. Lord have mercy. Amen. When you really surrender to the Lord, he'll deal with not just the fruit, but the root of your problem. When you really surrender, when you really tell the Lord yes, when you really allow him to have his way, when you really surrender and give him your all, he'll deal with the fruit and he'll deal with the root all at the same time. He rebukes it and commands it to leave. And the fever leaves her. Then he takes her. He still has a hand. He lifts. He takes her by the hand and lifts her up. He restores her. Back to a healthy condition. He restores her back to a functioning ability. He restores her. Lord have mercy. She no longer is incapacitated. She is no, her life is no longer being devastated and ravaged by that condition that came upon her suddenly. As suddenly as it came by the word of the Lord, as suddenly it can leave. All it takes is for the Lord to speak. And as suddenly as it came, you can be loosed and delivered from it. And he lifts her up. But there was, notice the text, notice the text. He says, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. Now, now dear ones, I want for us to take note of what we see Mama Pete doing here. Because we are told that once she was healed herself, that she arose and ministered unto them. One moment she's incapacitated. One moment she's laid out. She can't move. The next moment she's up and getting ready to minister and serve and, and prepare things so that Jesus and the others can be ministered to. In other words, she did not receive her healing from the Lord and then just say, thanks, Jesus, and turn and walk away. She did not receive her healing from the Lord, here we go now, and then go back to living her life how she was living it prior to her condition. Amen. Amen. I want you to hear that. She didn't receive her healing and deliverance from the Lord and then just go back to living the same way she was before she got in that condition. The text tells us she arose and began to minister unto them. 
it is in direct response to what the Lord has done for her that she now begins to do what she can do for the Lord as an expression of the gratitude and the thankfulness that she has for what the Lord has done for her. And dear ones, her response to what the Lord has done for her, it is, it, it is, a, it is a, a picture of what responsive faith looks like. It is a picture of what responsive faith looks like. Responsive faith or faith that is responsive is faith that moves and motivates a person to do what they can for the Lord as a tangible expression of the gratitude and the thankfulness that they have for all that the Lord has done for them and continues to do for them. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. The text tells us she arose And began to minister unto them. It is in direct response to what the Lord has done for her. That she now begins to do what she can do for the Lord. As an expression of the gratitude. And the thankfulness that she has for what the Lord has done for her. And dear ones, her response to what the Lord has done for her. It is a a picture of what responsive faith looks like. It is a picture of what responsive faith looks like. Responsive faith or faith that is responsive is faith that moves and motivates a person to do what they can for the Lord as a tangible expression of the gratitude and the thankfulness that they have for all that the Lord has done for them and continues to do for them. Her response to what the Lord has done for her was not one where she just goes back and begins to do the the same things that she was doing before she got in that condition. Her response was one that moves her to get up and begin to do things in a completely different way. Now, dear ones, in response to what the Lord has done for each and every one of us, that should move us and motivate us to begin to do things in a completely different way. 
as, as we should begin to do things that are expressive of the gratefulness and the thankfulness for all that God has blessed us and done for us. Jesus said it this way when he was talking about the woman that came and anointed his feet with her tears and dried his feet with her hair. So the, the, the Bible talks about this woman that came in where Jesus was and she came in and stood behind him and she began to anoint his feet with her tears. Her tears just dropped on the feet of Jesus as she saw her tears watering the feet of Jesus the Bible says she got down she had no towel on her she had nothing to dry the feet of the Lord with so she got down and began to use her hair to dry the Lord's feet the people that were there knew the type of woman that she was they knew that she had a checkered past they knew that her past was one of, 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 of that had some unmentionable things in it y'all know what I'm talking about she had, her past had a few checkers on it. There were a few things that they didn't want to talk about. A few things that she didn't want to talk about. But the Lord knew about it. And she had received forgiveness for all of this, all the things that she has done. She comes and her tears are watering the Lord's feet. She dries them with her hair. The people that were at the dinner with Jesus began to question Jesus. Why are you letting that woman touch you? Jesus, why are you letting that woman touch you? I know about her, and I know you know about her. You know about her past. You know the things she's been doing. You know the type of person she is. Why are you allowing her to even touch you, Jesus? And Jesus looked at, looked at the host of the house and said, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If I were to forgive you this amount of money, or I were to forgive you a debt of a larger amount of money, which one would you say loved me more? And, and, and the man, the, the host said, well, the person that was forgiven the most, they would love you the most. Jesus began to look at the woman and said, this woman, this woman, she has all these things in her past, but she's been forgiven of it. And it is her love that is moving and motivating her to do all that she's doing right now. Here we go. And Jesus went on to, say, to, to tell everybody there, he that loves much shows much gratitude but he that loves little shows little gratitude in other words are you fully appreciating all that the Lord has done for you are you fully recognizing how far God has brought you do you fully understand how deep 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 you were into that thing do you fully comprehend the plans and the schemes that the enemy had, had, had orchestrated and set up to come against you? And it was only because of the grace of God that you're here right now. It's only because God stepped in and told the devil, stop. Told the devil, not so. Told the devil, leave her alone. Told the devil, leave, loose that man. Told the devil, back off of him. Do you fully comprehend what God has done for you? Because if you do, you will have no problem expressing your gratitude to the Lord and responding in faith. This woman, she, 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 her faith is responsive. She realizes I, I was incapacitated and with a touch and a word, he healed me. Let me get up and do something. Let me get up and minister unto them. Dear ones, in response to all that the Lord has done for you and is doing for you right now, how are you responding? Mm. 
How are you responding to all that the Lord has done for you? How are you responding? What, what, is, what is it moving you to do? What is it motivating you to do? What is it unctioning you to do? And let me ask you one more question. Since I'm already in this, let me ask you one more question. Why haven't you started yet? Watch yourself Why haven't you started yet? If it's moving you and motivating you, the gratitude, the appreciation that you have for all that God has done for you, why haven't you started yet? Why are you still procrastinating and holding back and halting? What is it? The Bible lets us know this woman as soon as she could. She got up. Luke says she immediately got up and began to minister unto them. But there was notice the text one more time. It says, verse 16, it says, When the even was come, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias or Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now, it is significant for us to notice that in each one of the gospel accounts that we are told concerning Mama Pete's situation, we're told each one of them lets us know that they all make a point of stating that the evening, that evening, multitudes of people came to where Jesus was. Each one of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all make a point of saying that that evening, multitudes of people, hundreds to thousands of people came to where Jesus was, which was at Peter's house. So they all start coming to Peter's house. And the scripture says in each one of the gospels that Jesus received them. He began to cast out devils, those that were demon possessed. He began to cast out the devils and those that were sick. He began to heal them. And every person that had come to Jesus at that point in time was healed. And dear ones, now we, we need to remember that they came there to Peter's house in order to get some rest. Very possibly kind of refresh themselves and get a bite to eat. And so, dear ones, I would like to submit to you that Mama Pete played a part in all of this being able to happen because by her ministering to them, her ministering to Jesus and the other disciples that were with her, that helped to prepare them for them to then be able to go out and minister to everybody else. Remember now, they came there to catch their breath they came there to refresh themselves and so mama pete played a part in hundreds to thousands of others being healed and delivered and set free and restored mama pete played a part in all of these things and so we see here how mama pete played a part in multitudes of other people being able to be blessed and healed and delivered and restored and this is what paul talks about when he says that we are co-laborers with god we are laborers together with god this is what paul was talking about because what you have there is a picture of mama pete doing what she could and as she did what she could It helped to make the way for the Lord to begin to do something in an even greater way and a broader way. 
And so another aspect of responsive faith or faith that is responsive is responsive faith helps a person to realize that the work that they do and the role that the Lord has given them to play in that work is significant regardless to the size of it. I need to say that again, because y'all still talk about Mama P laying on the bed. Let me, let me back that up and say that one more time. Responsive faith helps a person to realize that the work that they are to do and the role that the Lord has given them to play in that work is significant regardless to the size of it. Regardless. Dear ones, your part may be big today, but tomorrow it might be small. Your part, you may have, the Lord may give you quite a bit to do right now, and then later on, He gives you very little to do. But regardless to what it is, you should do it with your very best effort and do it with all of your might because what you are doing, you are doing it so that the Lord can be glorified, so that others can be blessed, and you're doing it in obedience to what the Lord is asking you to do. There is no big part, there is no small part. There is simply your part. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.